Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're so good. Would you give the Lord a big clap offering? Just thank him tonight. Praise God. God's good, isn't he? Helps us. Praise God. Here we are. Uh, I do want to make a brief announcement again uh, about this Friday morning, upcoming Friday at 11 o'clock, we'll be having Lisa Hildebrand's memorial service here. She is having the time of her life right now in the, in the presence of God. We're going to celebrate her life on Friday at 11 o'clock and would encourage you to be here for that. Tonight, I, I, I have to tell you, my intention is not to preach a long time, uh, to give time at the end to pray personally uh, for those that are in need. We're going to have several, myself and, and others, uh, several others to come and, and pray personally for those that have need physical in your life. And so that's my intention. So I want you to tell yourself he has good intentions. Okay. What I've called this is signs and wonders, and I got my title from this portion of Scripture in Acts chapter 4, verse 29 and 30, says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and the signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, this was a prayer that was prayed by the early church at a time of uh, tremendous threat of persecution. And you and I live in different days, and there are different threats, really, uh, that we face as the church here in the, in the States. Uh, there uh, are places in the world that are suffering uh, tremendous persecution. And I know we, we talk about being persecuted sometimes. You know, people say something about us or something like that or, or we're criticized the society that we live in sometimes criticizes Christians and things like that. And that. But it's not on the same level as what people are facing other places in the world. In Myanmar, in... Uh, China, uh, in India, and in Africa, uh, throughout uh, nations of the world and continents, there's tremendous persecution. <clears throat> People are dying for their faith. Persecution has begun to increase throughout the continent of Europe, and we're seeing this more and more, uh, the threat against believers, and the, even in Canada, you hear a lot that's happening there. It's not so much of death, but of more uh, arrest and things like that. And, and it appears that in the States, we are, may face those kind of threats in the future, prayerfully not, and we'll just have a move of God that'll uh, erase all that. And, but in spite of the threats of persecution, the church has tremendous revival. Now, 
our threats aren't so much of, of worrying if somebody's going to come out and, and uh, uh, kill us all for being Christians. I think the, the real threat that we face maybe more here is maybe not contending for the presence and power of God as we should. We need to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And that faith brought about incredible moves of God. Now, in my saying that, I want you to listen and hear me clearly because uh, it's not a criticism about us and especially not a, a, a criticism about us as a church, this, this body of believers, because we have and are seeing God move and do some great things. In the, in the last week, I've heard testimony of, of a number of people who have gotten healed, and so we praise God for that and, and uh, appreciate that, don't we? Our youth group, Alex Chatsey was telling that they've had several people healed just recently. And so we thank God for that. But I do believe that we should contend and expect even more. And my prayer tonight is that God would stretch out His hand to heal and that signs and wonders would be done in the name of Jesus. The word signs that's used in Acts chapter 4 is also translated uh, as miracles. You know, signs, when they're put up, they're to call our attention to something, aren't they? Amen. Dutch Bros sign calls your attention to that coffee shop, and it has been obviously pretty effective. But God's signs are miracles that call our attention to God's love, His care, and His power available to us. Now, Vine's Greek Dictionary talks about the word wonder. I don't know where, your presence, Lord, I, we need that, don't we? But it's not the slide I had. Anyway, Vine's Greek Dictionary says the word wonders, there you go, means something strange. I like that. I don't mind doing something, God doing something strange, do you? I mean, not necessarily weird, weird, but strange. Something strange causing the beholder to marvel. And Vine's Greek dictionary further explains signs and wonders. It says, a sign is intended to appeal to the understanding. A wonder appeals to the imagination. Now, Truthfully, that last sentence, I don't know what all that's all about, but I thought it sounded cool, so I put it in. I thought it sounded cool. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, was a prophecy spoken about the coming Messiah and names that he would be called. And in Isaiah 6, one of the names that Jesus would be known as would be Wonderful. He is called wonderful because he is full of wonders. He works wonders. He is wonderful. And when you and I should expect signs and wonders and miracles in our midst, we should just expect it. We need it. And I want you to tell yourself, I'm expecting it more and more. 
one of the most dramatic miracles I've seen was in Nogales, Sonora, Mexico. I was a young believer, and uh, I had been invited to go with our pastor, uh, Pastor Jack Harris, to Nogales for a miracle crusade, and uh, uh, he was pastoring in Flagstaff in those days. I was a young believer in that church. He took a, a van load of us down to Mexico for this crusade, and one night, a mom had brought her three-year-old daughter who had uh, been born with only one leg that worked properly. The other leg was completely dead. It was, it was formed, and it was there, but it had no life in it. And this was a little three-year-old girl. The, the parents had, uh, made a, be- had a, a belt made that had a hook on it, a big hook on the back of the belt, and they had got a shoe and put a ring on that shoe for this little girl. And this three-year-old had learned to walk on crutches, and they had taken that leg and hooked it up behind her, the one that had no life in it, so that it wouldn't trip her up and get in the way. And that night of that crusade, as Jack Harris prayed just a mass prayer, the power of God touched that little girl. And we watched as this mom was kneeling on the platform with tears streaming down. She was sobbing as that little girl, for the first time in her life, walked without crutches, with that leg that had been given life, and she walked across the platform to her mom with her arms stretched out. And we, we were all crying because of the ability and the power and the manifestation of God's presence in healing. You know, tonight, our lives began with a miracle, didn't they? Our life with God began with a miracle. The thing that drew me to the place where I got saved was a miraculous answer to prayer that made me wonder. Uh, Thursday night, it was a Thursday night 46 years ago, uh, plus a couple of months, uh, that I prayed a desperate prayer. I wanted God's help in my life, but I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know what to do. I'd been raised uh, in a church that didn't uh, have anything much happening besides liturgy and stuff, and then teenagers went nuts, and so now I am a, a uh, almost 19-year-old and, and messed up and desperate, and I cried out to God one night, and I said, God, I don't know what to do. I need you to send somebody to talk to me. And two days later, a Holy Ghost-filled preacher walked up to me in the trailer court where I was living and began to tell me about Jesus. Now, He was real clean cut. I was anything but. I had really, I had a head full of hair and it was really long. I always wore a headband. I had my holy jeans on and this was before it was cool to wear them. And before you bought them in the store with holes already in them. And, uh, 
this, I, I brought the picture of, of him and me. That was, that's Ron Jones, about what he looked like right there, and that's me. And so, <laughs> a little bit of, I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, and I'm thinking, this guy's never going to be able to relate to me. But as he was talking and telling me about Jesus, I remembered what I'd prayed two nights before. God, send somebody to talk to me. And here was the answer. And so he invited me out to a coffee house that night, gospel rock music. I went out. He got up at the end after the music finished playing and began to, to pull an altar call. Didn't know what an altar call was. Didn't know that what he did was preaching even. I'd never seen anything like it. And he was, was, uh, had every head bowed and every eye closed and nobody looking around. And you need Jesus. You need to raise your hand. I'm thinking to myself, I am not raising my hand. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> There was only about 16 to 18 people there, and I felt completely exposed. It was a dark room, uh, and all they had all the lights out except for those that are on the, the little stage area. And so, uh, but I felt I felt the spotlight on my life. I felt completely exposed, and he kept giving that altar call and saying, "I know you're here." And I thought to myself, "I know you know I'm here. You talked to me this morning." know you're here. And I'm, my mind is wrestling. I'm, I'm battling with this. And all the while, I know because I had prayed Thursday night, God sent somebody to talk to me and tell me what I need to do. And there he was. <laughs> you didn't raise your hand. And so finally, I broke down because I knew what I needed was an answer, and I raised my hand, and I went forward and that night, prayed, and, and I have never been the same. Amen. Now, I share that story because my life with God began with a miracle, and the reality is everybody that's here that has been born again, your life began with a miracle. Different circumstances, different things happened to bring you to Christ. Uh, it may have been in a church service, may have been watching TV and somebody uh, prayed a prayer, may have been listening to somebody witness to you. However it happened, I can tell you this, and you know it for yourself, it was a miracle of God that brought you to Him. Our lives began with a miracle, and miracles should be a normal part of our experience with God, a continuing part of our lives with God. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 40, it's talking about Jesus, and it says, when the sun was setting, all those that had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. I want to tell you tonight, he still heals. And he heals various kinds of things, <laughs> all kind of things. When I was uh, pioneering a church in Nakuru, Kenya, Africa, after a service one morning, a, a young couple came up for prayer, and they asked me if I would pray for them because uh, the, the wife had had five miscarriages, and they wanted to have children. And so they, and, and especially 
in that culture, not to be able to have children. It's kind of kind of like the old uh, uh, biblical days where they felt like you know it was uh, almost a curse not to be able to have children. That kind of thing, you know. Uh, it's it's a weird day, isn't it, that we live in now? It's it, people almost think some people think it's it's a blessing, and so. But with them, they were desperate. They asked for prayer. I just prayed a, a real simple prayer. I, c- I couldn't tell you what I prayed except for God's healing and that God would bless them with children. And do you know, God heard that prayer. And I think it was like nine or over nine months later, whatever time element that was involved, uh, they had and held their firstborn son and named him Alex Wilson. <laughs> uh, I had already come back to the States before that happened, so I didn't find out about this until sometime later. But they went on to have several more children as well. Amen. Signs and wonders are meant to be a part of our experience with God. And again, God heals all kinds of things. Jesus heals various kinds of things, all kinds of things. It was almost 20 years ago, and this was before Pastor Hills came on staff here, uh, uh, and, and he was an evangelist. He came to, to preach in a meeting here, and we had a couple in our church. They have since moved to uh, Southern California. They're still in contact with us. They visit occasionally David and Carol Cece. And David Cece had been diagnosed uh, with stomach cancer. He had uh, been x-rayed or what, how, they, he has a, the picture of the x-ray. But they had, uh, they, were, they had scheduled surgery. They were going to take out two-thirds of his stomach. And in that meeting, Pastor Hills and others of us gathered around. We, we prayed for David and God touched him and heard that prayer, and he was healed. He went for pre-surgery x-ray. They x-rayed him and found his stomach completely whole. Never had surgery. Never needed to have surgery. And so I, you know, I saw on Facebook they put a picture of themselves just recently. They just celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary, that, this is just like a week ago, and you can tell David has a pretty good stomach. <laughs> God healed him. Signs and wonders are meant to be a normal part of our lives. I want to tell one more story, and this is my most told story ever. And I tell it because of the impact it made on my life. I'd been saved for a couple of months, and Don McCamish, evangelist Don McCamish, Nancy's here with us, Don has gone on to be with the Lord, but he was preaching in a revival in our church, I was sitting on the front row, I'd only been saved for a couple of months, and he's ministering in word of knowledge and calling people out and giving them words from God, and I'm on the front row, and I'm not speaking out loud, but in my heart, I think I might have had my eyes closed. I don't even know if my eyes were closed, but in my heart, I cried out to God and I said, God, I need you to speak to me and I need you to speak to me now. Now, 
he had already called out a lady and was starting to give her a word from God, but he stopped. And he said, he told the lady, he said, I'll, I'll speak to you in just a moment, but God has redirected me. And he pointed to me right on the front row. And he said, young man, God has a word for you. And he spoke a word right to my knee at that time. And God heard my prayer. And see, I tell that story again and again because of the impact. And to this day, man, that was 46 years ago, but to this day I can still feel uh, the, uh, the impact that that made on my life that God would hear my prayer, a now prayer. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've prayed a lot of prayers since then, and they haven't always been answered that quickly. But, and I know that you may be here tonight, and you may be wondering, you know, God, are you, are you even listening? Uh, are you even attentive? Do you care? And I'm here to tell you tonight, He does care. He is very attentive. In fact, He is so attentive. I've got a portion of Scripture I just read recently. It's in Exodus chapter 2, 23 and 24. It's talking about uh, the the Hebrews in Egypt, and it says, It came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. The children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up to God by reason of the bondage, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. This so moves me because, you know, that night that I prayed that prayer, I didn't speak it out loud. I was, I was speaking it in my heart. And, you know, God was so attentive. He heard that prayer. You know that God is so attentive to your cry. He even hears our sigh. You know, that, that thing where sometimes we're just overwhelmed and we just kind of just go. God hears those, that. He hears our groaning. You know, there are times where we are moved and we just, we, all we can do almost is groan or we cry. And I want you to know tonight, and we're going to pray in just a moment. I'm going to ask Jason to go ahead and come and begin to play. That tonight, listen, God hears your prayer. And we're going to believe God with you. We're going to pray and see God, do something in your life because he hears our prayer, our cry, our sigh, our groan, however we present it. He's attentive. He's a miracle-working God. He's full of wonders. His name is wonderful. Tell yourself, his name is wonderful. And I believe we're going to see his wonders tonight. Let's bow our heads, and, and I'm going to do what Ron Jones did that night. I'm going to, I'm going to give an old-fashioned altar call. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you on this to come forward right now, but I am going to ask you to, to, as a sign before you and God, if you've never given your life to Christ or you've been away from him, you need his forgiveness. And maybe you're listening to this online 
And where you are, you respond just to God yourself. And you need his forgiveness. Nobody looking around for a moment. Would you just raise your hand up here? Or if you're at home, you're just going to pray this prayer with us in a moment. God bless you. See your hand. God bless you. Amen. He sees that. Anybody else, you want prayer for forgiveness tonight, be included in this prayer. Join with these. God bless you. God bless you. He sees. He sees that hand. He does. He knows your heart cry and your need. And what we're going to do is pray a prayer. And I'm going to ask all of us if you would all just pray this prayer out loud with us. And if you're at home or wherever you are listening to this online, if you just pray this prayer, you need Jesus. Just pray this out loud. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I ask you, forgive me. Come into my heart. Live inside of me. Thank you for forgiving me. I believe that from this moment on, I'm changed. You have changed me. Thank you for your forgiveness. I dedicate my life to you. You are wonderful. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give the Lord a clap and just thank him tonight? Praise God. Now what I'm going to do is we, we I did preach shorter a bit, and I want to uh, open the front area up for those of you who may need the hand of God just to touch your life in healing, and we're going to just open it up. You want to just step out from where you are, come and find a place to stand right here in the front. Pastor Poole's going to come and pray, and, and uh, Pastor Rosemary, and I believe Pastor Harry may even come, and and we're, what we're going to do is just kind of go, I'm going to start, well, no, they're going to start on this side, and I'm going to go on this end. And Rosemary, if you just maybe start in the middle, and we will meet up. We're going to just pray with you. And so what I'd encourage you to do, uh, you know, before we, we do go pray for you individually, I want to pray for you collectively. All, all of us, and then we're going to come down. I'm, I'm going to pray for you. They're going to pray. But I want to encourage you right now to believe that this is your moment. And I want to pray a very simple prayer for you. I want you to pray this with me. We're going to believe God for a miracle in your life tonight. And I want you to say tonight. Okay. Why don't you just pray this prayer with me? Jesus, thank you for bearing stripes so that I could be healed. I trust you tonight as my healer. I believe you are healing me now. I thank you for it. In your name, Jesus, amen. Now we just give the Lord a clap and just thank him. Praise God. Jason's going to sing, and, and you guys just join and worship with us. We're going to begin to pray and believe God tonight for wonders. Amen. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare your living 
Let us become 
presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience. Glory of your goodness. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place, fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is one. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.